and welcome to Animal Chat, an Alberta SPCA podcast. I'm Dan Kobe, your host, and I want to welcome you to this very first edition of Animal Chat as we look to explore and discuss issues around animal welfare and animal behavior, and even give you a behind-the-scenes look at what we do here at the Alberta SPCA. I should mention this is just a short introductory episode. We will begin with our full episodes in about a week. I'm joined for this first episode by the Executive Director here at the Alberta SPCA, Tara Johnston. Welcome, Tara. Oh, thanks, Dan. I'm, I'm really happy to be here doing this podcast with you today. And we should mention that office dog Bochi has joined us as well. Uh, so you may hear him um, coming uh, in over the microphones from time to time, although right now he's just relaxing under the desk watching this go on. Uh, our focus with Animal Chat is to talk about animal welfare, animal behavior, and animal protection. We've been talking about producing this podcast for a while, and I know, Tara, that you're super excited that these first few episodes will be hitting the podcast playlists before too long. Yeah, Dan, th I am really excited. I think that our staff and our organization has uh, something to contribute when it comes to, to animal welfare and some knowledge and some experience and some skills, and we want to share that with Alberta and possibly beyond. So our goal with the podcast is to provide Albertans and maybe even people outside Alberta information they can use to help care for or interact with animals, whether it be the importance of enrichment for your indoor cats or how to prepare for an emergency, say a natural disaster or something like that, with your pets in mind. And in fact, we're sort of giving you a little bit of a tease into our first few episodes. Yeah, Dan, uh, we we do hope that people will find uh, Albertans and, and uh, as you said, possibly people outside of Alberta. We're hoping that people will find um, the information um, interesting. We're hoping to pull back the curtain on some of our, our departments and how they work um, and some of the more interesting files and experiences that we've had. So we are truly hoping people find it interesting and hope we'll tune in. Now, I should take this moment to explain a little bit about what we do here at the Alberta SPCA. As we've been at the forefront of animal welfare issues here in Alberta for over 60 years, but many people don't entirely know exactly what it is we do, so it's a good time for a description of that. First, we do not maintain a shelter. Many people come to us looking to adopt a pet, but we use partner shelters for that uh, to rehome the animals that come into our care all over Alberta. Now, our most prominent program is Animal Protection Services, which has 10 provincial peace officers who enforce the Animal Protection Act of Alberta in all areas of our province outside of Edmonton and Calgary. And we certainly put the miles in, Dan. Uh our peace officers travel, as you've identified, to uh, all over the province uh, in rural Alberta. I think one of the things that makes our agency and our peace officers so um, interesting and probably distinct is the fact that we deal with uh, both companion animals and livestock. And the livestock mandate, um, it, it, it represents about 50% of the work that we do. It tends to be a bit more uh, complex or in some cases more complicated. And, and I don't mean to suggest that one grouping is more important than the other, just that the, the needs and the planning and the preparation in terms of managing those particular files tends to be uh, a bit more involved. Uh, and so, you know, we, we are called in to uh, take into protective custody 
livestock. Typically, it's it's a large number of livestock. So, in addition to 20, 50, even even 100 plus animals. And so, again, the planning and the prep for that is quite can be quite extensive. And again. It's not that companion animals are substantially different. The elements remain the same, but typically we are not seizing or taking into protective custody that volume of, of companion animals. So the preparation work isn't as extensive. And when it comes to livestock, it's just not as easy as pulling up with a truck and loading the animals in. It, it doesn't work like that. No, it doesn't. And and one of the things that we're, we're mindful of is in all cases when we're taking animals into protective custody, those animals are in distress. So we've got to be able to mitigate and manage that distress. And very often that will involve a, a veterinarian on scene when we're taking livestock into protective custody. We want to ensure that those animals will not suffer um, again during transport. So we want to make sure that they're fit for transport. Uh, again, with the companion animal side, we can generally mitigate those issues a little bit easier. Um, and again, just a very different sort of experience, but no less important with companion animals. So the second of our three forward-facing departments is our education department and it is the longest running education department uh, in Alberta at an SPCA or Humane Society. We have two full-time teachers who share their knowledge and expertise about animals with teachers in the classroom to ensure those teachers have what they need to include humane education in their daily lessons. We are extremely proud of our education program. It, it also makes us a, a little bit distinct in, with, with respect to other education programs out there. Our engagement is really direct with teachers, and that really comes from a place of, of recognizing that the teachers have likely the, the greatest impact in terms of changing behaviors, changing opinions when it comes to compassion for animals. So it's, it really becomes sort of the, giving the teachers uh, resources and supports to inspire young people to be compassionate, respectful, and responsible people. And our third forward-facing department is also our newest. It's called One Family Welfare. Uh, and our team there helps Albertans in crisis by temporarily caring for their pets while that uh, pet owner seeks help for themselves. Can you explain what that's about? Yeah, and again, that this this um, department came as a result of some of the work that we've done in animal protection services, as well as uh, a research study that was conducted in 2012, which really just affirmed what we anecdotally already knew, which was that people will often not, they'll either delay or not leave their homes uh, to, to manage their own well-being unless they can ensure the well-being of their animals. And we've, we've seen that in animal protection services quite a bit where, again, individuals who are in crisis, who are not maybe taking care of themselves um, and then not taking care of their animals, we've identified that to, to manage the animal, which is our mandate, we have to manage the person first or at least support the individual so they can support taking better care of their animals. So it comes from that experience and it comes from, as I said, that research study that was conducted in 2012. And from that, we implemented this department in 2014. And a couple of examples of, of how the department operates uh, and situations that they may see, maybe someone leaving a uh, a domestic violence situation or staying in that situation because uh, they cannot take their pets with them to a protective shelter 
or we may see uh, an elderly Albertan not agreeing to go into hospital for much needed surgery because they have no one to care for their cat. Uh, and so in these situations, we can care for those animals for a, uh, a prescribed period of time so that those individuals can get the help they need. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think um, I think increasingly, I, I don't think anyone or most hopefully listening to this podcast will recognize that we view animals as family. And I think in these instances that you have referred to, um, whether it be a domestic violence situation or someone in crisis due to some uh, medical challenge that they're, they're enduring, they see these animals as family. They're not going to leave their home without their family and they want to make sure their family's well-being is taken care of. So we just offer that transition piece to allow them to do that. All right, so that's who we are. We're very excited to bring you Animal Chat with a new episode every other Friday. Our first episode is due out in about a week, and for that first episode, we are going to pull back the curtain a little bit to show you the time investment for some of our investigations. This one is going to be called 21 Hour Road Trip. We'll talk to Peace Officer Karen Stevenson about a trip that she recently went on to Alberta's far north to help two dogs in a remote community. And Tara, basically, this is what we do. Absolutely. I, I think that um, in all of our departments, we, as I said, we view animals as family. Um, we, as part of our work, make them the priority. So. Um, one of our, our board members has, has sort of engaged and has sort of schooled both myself and, and sort of our organization that every conversation must begin with an animal and must end with an animal. And I think that truly that's how we view. So how we view our work, we must, we must prioritize animals, we must begin thinking of that animal, everything that we do, we must end thinking of that animal. So we're really looking at what's in the best interest of the animal and their well-being. Speaking of animals, we started with Bochi uh, and uh, we'll end with him. At, he's sleeping. He, uh, he decided <laughs> he wasn't going to uh, be a part of the podcast, but uh, in future episodes, I'm sure he will make his presence well known. Okay. Uh, thank you, Tara. Thanks, Dan. And thank you for listening to Animal Chat, our first ever edition of this podcast. We hope you will subscribe to us wherever you do get your podcasts. And we will be back shortly in a week or two with uh, the beginning of our new episodes. We hope that you will tune in then. <laughs>